0: When is the right time to hire a publicist to promote your business? And how do you do that smartly? Today we have a caller who's asking, should I hire the publicist now? Should I not at all? And is it good or stupid money spent? Listen in. I'm going to give him some advice he really needs to hear.
1: Hi, Barbara. My name is Ty from Boise, Idaho. I'd like to know how to find the right marketing group or publicist to promote your new product. It seems like there's so many out there that just want to take your money, but how do you find the right one? Appreciate some advice. Thanks, Barbara. Hi, Ty. (laughs) Hi, Barbara.
0: For 40 years, I've worked with many publicity companies. It's certainly an expensive proposition, but let me start by asking you, why do you need one?
1: Well, we are launching a new product company. And what do you sell, that product? We uh, have a company called Furl Lights. They're a new consumer market. They're actually uh, consumer light sconces that go in, in the house, and they actually open up and close when you turn them on and off. And trying to get the word out there and get people to understand them and, uh, you know, attract customers. I mean, you got to have revenue. Branding is not my forte.
0: Okay. Where do you sell them, Ty?
1: right now we sell them all online and then we also are trying to work with a bunch of manufacturer reps where they go out and uh, contact different lighting companies to uh, represent our products to them.
0: Mm -hmm. And who's the we? You're talking we do this. Who's the we other than you?
1: I have a good business partner. We've uh, been in business for 10 years. We actually own another company and we started lights as a new consumer market company. So uh, we're, we're branching out.
0: Okay. And is it related to your core business? Is it also a lighting company? Is this a new kind of lighting, but related to what you've done already?
1: Yeah, we've been in the lighting business for about 10 years. We make uh, military lighting for uh, aircraft and tanks and vehicles, so they're pretty sturdy. And uh, we decided we wanted to get into the consumer market, a little bit bigger pie out there. We actually have developed a new light that, you know, nobody else out there has. We went, went to a trade show recently and it was really well received and people were happy because it's something new. And they were very gracious to see that something new is coming out on the market. Mm-hmm. So we're That's- trying really hard to find the best method to promote.
0: Okay, when you went to that trade show, did you take orders?
1: It wasn't actually that kind of a trade show. It was more of a manufacturer rep trade show. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got tons of... uh, contacts and excitement. And we've been diligently working, signing up these different reps in the last month that this has all happened like within the last 35 days. Oh, that's really
0: fast. So the reps that you're signing up is so that they can go out and sell your product to the retail space so that the retail space can sell it to your consumer. Is that exactly how it works?
1: That is correct. Okay. And then they also promote it to, you know, uh, lighting designers and various people like that.
0: So, Ty, tell me once more, why is this light special? I'm not sure I quite got that.
1: <laughs> if you think of a normal sconce light that might be on your wall, you go to turn the switch on and it just comes on and you turn it off and it turns off really quick. We decided we wanted to add a new artistic element to those, and uh, they're kind of a mini piece of artwork. When you actually turn the switch on, they slowly open up and they change form and shape, and the light gradually increases. And then when you actually turn the switch off, the lights actually revert back to their normal stage and they have a little soft glow about them. So it's kind of unique. It's kind of a new product.
0: It sounds spooky to me. So you <laughs> walk in and you have two lights that look like little field mice on the wall and then you turn oh. them on and suddenly they grow into an elephant. You've got two big elephants on your wall. No, kidding with you, but give me an example of how they change shape just so I could have a visual of it and then I, I'll leave you alone on describing it over and over again.
1: No, no problem at all. One of our lights is called an apex. It's kind of a, a triangle in shape. As you go to turn it on, it actually grows outward. So the side pieces actually become bigger. The backlight lights up the wall, while the front part of the light has a uh, RGB lights. Mm. And they're made out of a, aluminum cover, so they look really artistic. They're actually pretty, pretty nice.
0: It sounds to me more like you're selling art versus you're selling a light.
1: It's kind of a mixture of both. Uh, it's targeted for a high-end market. It's not your average going down to Home Depot and selling a a light. This is a kind of a higher end uh, home automation product, you know.
0: One more thing. What do they sell for?
1: List price on them is roughly uh, $1,700. Whoa, so
0: this is pricey artwork, really?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: And the military lights you've been selling to the military audience, that has nothing to do with these lights who you're selling to. You're going out into a totally different landscape to sell your new business, right?
1: That is correct. Yep, this is a totally new company. Yep. Okay,
0: thank you. Thank you for taking the time to explain it a little bit more. No, I need to, no problem. I need to picture something to really help somebody. So now I get the <laughs> lay of the land. You have quite beautiful lights that are beautifully made, have a high price point of $1,700 typically. People wouldn't necessarily buy them for the practical aspect of lighting their room. They would buy them to, wow, people like, wow, what is that? That's gorgeous, more like a piece of art.
1: That's correct. Yep. Okay.
0: And you've recently been talking to reps to rep you to the retail stores, I assume high end, so that people could come in and actually buy them. Yeah. Okay. I
1: mean, that's hard when you're a new company. It's hard to wave your hand out there to, you know, in the big world of the internet.
0: Are you offering them online right
1: now? We do offer them online. People can order them online. And what are your sales online? We haven't had any sales of those online yet. We've just had a couple orders through some reps.
0: Okay, and do people visit you online? Have you been promoting your online site?
1: We have slightly through you know Google AdWords and stuff like that, but okay. uh, we we really like a marketing company to kind of take it over and do it. We've hired marketing companies in the past, and it seems like you know they want ten or fifteen thousand dollars from you just to even answer the phone, fill out a ten minute survey from your product. <laughs>
0: That's exactly right. And then instead of that, you're thinking if I get the right PR company, they could put it out there, get a lot of action around it, attention around it, and then people will just have to go online or go to the store and buy your lights.
1: Yeah, I often wonder if a publicist isn't better. I mean, it seems like maybe they can draw more attention to it and trying to find out if it's worth the bang for the buck.
0: Mm, It's not. I'm going to tell you neither is. For now, anyway. You don't mind if I tell it to you straight, right? No, Let's take a short break to talk about a company I love, my friends at On Deck Business Loans. Now let's get back to the show. Think of it this way. What you're trying to do is getting an outsider in to sell your lights and get a lot of excitement around them. Okay? A public relations company needs a great story. They need a great story hook. And as I've been listening to you and asking questions, I've had the hat of a PR person on thinking to myself, what's the story hook here? What's the story hook here? And I can tell you, listening to it, it feels confused to me. I okay. would position it more, and this isn't intended as a criticism in any regard, it's to try to get to the bone as to what we could really do with it, to get the attention that you really desire, okay? But a public <laughs> relations company is just going to charge you a retainer that are sizable. I don't care where you are in the country, they're a very expensive option. You might have the money to pay for that, which is envious, because most people don't do that till they're in business three, four, five years. They don't have the budget for that. But you're coming out of the gate and thinking of using a PR company for that, okay? I'm going to tell you that's a total waste of money, all right? Because you have to give them a story hook that the media wants to write about. Nobody wants to hear, hey, there's a new light, take a cool picture. You need to really clarify in your own mind, what is my story hook? You're the chief salesman in your business. So you've got to define for yourself, what's my story hook? What's my sales job? What can I tell people about that they lean in and say, oh, tell me more, oh, tell me more? So I've been prodding you a little bit to try to figure out what that is. I can't hear it from what you're saying, okay? I think you have to define that as a start point. Okay, here's what I'm selling and why people love it. Assuming you get clarity on that, then what you have to do is you have to actually take it to the street, to a high-end marketplace, not sales reps, because sales reps are going to tell you they love you, they love you, and sign up and blah, blah, and maybe take you on. But I think you need to go direct to the consumer to get some feedback, in other words, go to a fancy show, not with sales rep, but a fancy show that you actually have consumers coming in and seeing if they're as wowed about your product as you and your partner are. If you don't get that feedback, at least you save yourself all the bother and time of spending the next four years promoting something that ain't going to amount to a hill of beans or difference anyway. I think I messed up that saying, didn't I, in some way? <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you're missing two very important basic elements. What am I selling here? Why does it have the sizzle? What's the hook? Okay, I didn't hear that. You got to, you and your partner need to brainstorm, maybe get friends in consumer groups, brainstorm, brainstorm. Why is this so juicy? Why is this so good? Once you define that, you have to take that sales pitch out to whatever public would be in the price range that would typically buy your product and see what they think. You might find right then and there you should be working on something else. I have no idea. I have no idea. Sure. Okay. So those two steps you have to do. Don't you dare spend a dollar on the publicity <laughs> until you get that defined because it's a total waste of money even if you have money to burn. And you start out by saying you're in a hot tub in Boise, <laughs> Idaho. You start your day in the hot tub. On a weekday, I'm like, this guy must be rolling in the dough. So if you have the money to <laughs> no. spend – No? No? Okay. Well, you sound like a rich guy to me just from your voice. That's my impression nope. of you. Okay. But <laughs> – <laughs> Whether or not you have the money to burn or not, it's a waste of money, so don't do that. And same goes true for a marketing company. If you're not clear on what you're selling, they sure as hell can't get clear either. So, you again, you need to return to first base and define it. Okay. Let's assume that the consumer responds well. They say, oh, that price point is great. 7200 that's not bad. I'd buy one. I'd buy two for my house. Will? You give me an order, I could do an advance order for you. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so you really have to get at the truth. That being said, if you get good feedback, then you should hire a public relations company. There's no better money spent than a public relations company if you are clear, crystal clear on what you have to sell and if it happens to be a good story hook that merits publicity. And if you decide that you want to do that, the most important questions you want to ask that public relations company is, who is going to be working on my account? Not what's the name of the company or oh, how capable are they or what else do you do, but who is going to be working on my account? Because public relations really comes down to the effort of one individual. And then the next question you need to ask that individual is, what do you see my story hook is? Do you agree with me and how would you write it up? And have them write it up because what you're doing then is you're walking in the shoes of the TV network or the magazine that's going to get their pitch, and you want to read it and really be convinced it's a phenomenal pitch. And then last, you want to ask them the most important question, all PR, which is, who do you know? Who do you know? Who's on your list? Where are your contacts? Who could you pick up the phone and get them to listen to you? And that's really what you're paying for in publicity. But that's for later. What you want to do right now, is you want to figure out what you're selling. And I don't hear that. And you're not going to sell it unless I hear it.
1: I appreciate that feedback, Barbara. And it's nice to have somebody from the outside looking in on that. And I can definitely see both of your points on that. So good advice.
0: Okay. You're going to work on that and then come back and I'll give you a really extra good PR advice, whatever else you need. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Good luck to you. You're courageous hey, and I love you. Okay. Bye-bye.
1: Okay. Thank right.
0: you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Here's a question that came in from Twitter, and I hear this one a lot, or a version of it. Hi, Barbara. My name is Jenna from Kentucky, and I'm a 27-year-old entrepreneur who just opened a seasonal business. How can I make sure I have enough capital to get the inventory needed for the season? Well, as you well know, in any business, cash flow is the name of the game. You got the cash to pay your bills. Everything's fine. You got the cash to build up your inventory and deliver it to the stores or online, wherever you're selling your stuff or your service. You're fine. But when you don't have the cash flow, it's crippling to any business. And add to that, the cash flow needs of a seasonal business where once a year or twice a year, you have tremendous needs for cash and the rest of the year, you don't need anything. The best answer for this situation in a seasonal business is a credit line. With a credit line, you can pull it down exactly when you need it and don't use it when you don't need it. And so you're not paying for someone else's money when you're not actually using it. And I would say you could get a credit line from an institutional bank if you've been in business for a long time. But if not, you should give our friends over at On Deck a call because that's what they specialize in. They give you the money that you can draw on when you need it, when it's going to grow your business. And that's my best advice to you. Get your hands on the money, but get it in a fashion that you're not paying for it unless you're actually using it. Patrick in Omaha asked me on Twitter, after five years in business, should I take a loan to expand faster or save up and fund the expansion myself? Patrick, first off, the goal of every entrepreneur should always be to see how far they could expand their business and how much profit they could make. That's why you're in business. But that being said, I think the question you must ask yourself when you're thinking about borrowing money or waiting and not borrowing money is just ask yourself if the expansion is gonna bring in more money than the cost of the loan. And if it is, then borrow the money. That's what you're in business for, to grow the business. But if it's not, wait, there's no rush and the timing's wrong to borrow money when you can't make more money by borrowing it. It's as simple as that. And that's all the questions we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual Hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran and I may just answer it on a future episode You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.